this week, we continue looking at the savage life. Over the past few weeks, we've compared the normal life to the savage life, and we've looked at the idea that our world would tell us that the savage life is that life of looking for the next adrenaline rush, living life to the fullest, all of those types of things. But that's actually normal because that's how the life that most people live is striving from one adrenaline rush to the next, seeking that next fix, whatever it may be, whether it's relationships or extreme living or, or, or drugs or alcohol or whatever. But that the savage life at the very core of its definition is living a life that few have the guts to live. And we looked at the idea that living a savage life in week one, we said is characterized by hope and the value that God has for us and power, the power that God gives us. Uh, the savage life banks on God's grace and it continues to experience immeasurably more of God at work in our lives. Last week, we looked at the idea that it's a, it, we are pushed to seek to do more, 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 but not just to seek an adrenaline rush, but to do more, more, more for God and allowing God to do more, more, more through us. And in living a normal life, it's totally normal to think about us as individuals. And as we think about that life, we're going to dive in this week as we look at knowing your role and killing it. We so often look at our lives as the fact that we are individuals and, and we think about fulfilling our own wants, our own desires, our own greatness. And it's totally normal, quote unquote, to focus on just yourself. How great can I be? How can I accomplish my dreams? And making it all about you. These are all totally normal. But today, the purpose we want the per to look at the purpose of being savage is the purpose that it's not all about you. We find our greatest sense of purpose not when our energy and giftedness and focus are put towards making our the most of ourselves, but of making the most of the body. And when I say the body, I mean believers living out the mission of Jesus Christ. When Jesus left this earth, he he left his his physical body. And this might sound like shocking news for some of you, um, but when Jesus, he, he, didn't, he didn't actually leave though. Jesus didn't come to earth to make the biggest impact any person has ever made, affecting past, present, and future. The entire, all that is, his plan when he left, he didn't, he didn't just jump ship, if you will. Instead, Jesus has a plan for the entire time, for the entirety of time, and his plan revolves around the body that he was leaving behind, which is the church, which is us. There's an old, there's a Christian song that says, if we are the body, we're his hands, we're his feet. I want to be your hands and feet. Jesus's game plan to leave behind the body wasn't a secret. In fact, Jesus spoke about this plan pretty openly with his disciples. And at one point, Jesus tells his disciples, that after he ascends into heaven, his followers are going to do greater things than Jesus himself did. In John 14, 12, he says, Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. You see, it's not that the believers, an individual believer today, is greater than Jesus by any significance, but as a group, as a body, as the church, 
we collectively have it can have a greater impact on the world. And so, but Jesus sets the stage in his three years of ministry here on this earth. It, it, Jesus made an impact that we're still talking about. Jesus could have taken care of the next thousands of years himself, but instead he chose us to carry out his mission. God has chosen to use changed people to change the world. God has chosen the body to live out the mission of Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians 12, 27, Paul says it this way, you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. So each of us is a part of the body. We are not the full body of Christ, but we are a part of the body, and therefore we are called to play our part. He goes on to say in Scripture that an ear can't say to an eye, I don't need you, or a hand to a foot, I don't need you. But each body part has its role to play. And that each of us has been designed with giftedness. In Ephesians 4, 7, Paul says, but each of us was given grace according to the measure of Christ's gift. And he's talking about these spiritual gifts that Christ has given to us. And a spiritual gift is a God-given ability to perform a role in which, in the church, with ease and success. If you're a believer and you're thinking only of the more spiritual people have spiritual gifts, then the reality is you're, you've been given at least one spiritual gift because you are part of the body, and so you have a gift to carry out. What's normal for us is to use our giftedness for ourselves, but what's savage living is to use our giftedness in order to honor God and to help other people, because each of us is a part of the body, and each of us has a gift, but how do we discover our gifts? Discovering our gifts can take, can go through many different avenues. There's things like spiritual gift surveys and all of these things. But I would say one of the best ways to do it, aside from the spiritual gift survey, which you can find online, is carpe diem, is to seize the day, seize the opportunity, try things to, when it comes to serving the Lord. If somebody asks you to speak and share, speak and share. You may find that that's your gift. If somebody asks you to go and serve, go and serve. You may find that that's your gift but to seek out ways in which you can serve God and then you will be, and they will unveil to you what your gifts are. So we've defined what the body is and that we all have a role in it due to our giftedness, but the question still remains, why? Why do we use our giftedness to help the body? Why is it savage to use our talents to honor God and help through the church? Using your giftedness for a savage purpose, why, is the question that we have. And in Ephesians 4.12, it says that the reason why is to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. There are so many different wins and things that we can do when it comes to our giftedness to honor God and help people in the church. You see, last week, we talked about doing immeasurably more through uh, us as believers, how God wants to do immeasurably more. Well, God wants to do even immeasurably more through us as a collective church, if you can believe that. God wants to use our giftedness, to use your giftedness for a savage purpose, to make an immeasurable impact on being, on the being of ho and hope 
and to bring hope to this world, to our friends, to our community, everyone. On an individual level, countless surveys and studies have been done that recognize one of the most catalytic things for people moving forward in their religion and their relationship with God, meaning the, one of those things that sets the standard for moving forward is you being engaged in serving the church and serving with the church. In Ephesians 4.14, it says, we must no longer be children tossed to and fro and blown about by every wind of doctrine, by people's trickery, by their craftiness and deceitful scheming. You see, ultimately, what we start to realize is that, we, is that the way in which we, when we come together as the church, that we are strengthened in our faith, that we are not just blown to and fro, but because we begin to, to form one another as iron sharpens iron, so the scripture said, so one man sharpens another. For some of us, serving in the church is that next big step in the moving forward. So the question becomes, what's keeping you from taking that next step in your faith? What is keeping you from serving others? What is keeping you from knowing your place and killing it? What is keeping you from using your gifts for a savage life? It may be scary to step out on faith and trust in God when it comes to using our gifts, but we can always remember that the best of all is God is with us. God bless. See y'all next week.